This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. There's no doubt that it's a fair judgment, it's my judgment, that I was fired because of the Russia investigation. I was fired in some way to change, or the endeavor was to change the way the Russia investigation was being conducted. That is a, that is a very big deal, and not just because it involves me. The nature of the FBI and the nature of its work requires that it not be um, the subject of political consideration. And then on top of that, you have the Russia investigation itself is vital because of the threat. And I know I should have said this earlier, but it's obvious. If any Americans were part of helping the Russians do that to us, that is a very big deal. And I'm confident that if that is the case, Director Mueller will find that evidence. Well, buenas tardes, mis amigos. Happy Thursday. Happy Comey Day. Welcome aboard. It is Afternoons on News Talk 770. Rob Breckenridge with you. Yes, that was former FBI Director James Comey testifying today before the Senate Intelligence Committee. Highly anticipated testimony today and a lot of really interesting revelations. So we will have a lot more on that today. 403-974-8255 is our number 974-TALK. Uh, we will hear in a few minutes uh, from Global News. News reporter Reggie Ciccini, who's been covering the hearing today in Washington, D.C. Coming up after one o'clock, we are going to hear from David French, uh, who's a staff writer for the National Review, also a senior fellow at the National Review Institute. We'll get his thoughts on how significant some of this testimony today was, where this all goes from here. Because there's some, some key questions at the center of this, right? Did the president demand loyalty the FBI director? Did the president tell the FBI director to drop the investigation into now former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn? And did the president fire the FBI director for any of those reasons? Did he fire the FBI director because he didn't like this Russia investigation? And that's what you heard James Comey say right there. And the weird thing about all of this, too, and it speaks to how Donald Trump has such a propensity to make a mess of things, self-inflicted errors. It's true, as Comey told Donald Trump, as we've heard before, that he was not, at the time, personally under investigation. But he almost certainly is now, by special counsel Robert Mueller, to look into whether any of this is tantamount to obstruction. And this all goes back to that really ill-advised tweet that the president sent out, in the heat of the moment, seemingly, that James Comey had better hope there's not tapes of their conversations. Now, that came up today with Senator Dianne Feinstein asking James Comey a question. But why didn't you stop and say, Mr. President, this is wrong. I cannot discuss this with you. It's a great question. Maybe if I were stronger, I would have. I was so stunned by the conversation that I just took it in. And the only thing I could think to say, because I was playing in my mind, because I was going to remember every word he said, I was playing in my mind, what should my response be? And that's why I very carefully chose the words. And look, I, 
I've seen the tweet about tapes. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. I, I remember saying, I agree he's a good guy as a way of saying I'm not agreeing with what you just asked me to do. Again, maybe other people would be stronger in that circumstance, but that, that was, uh, that's how I conducted myself. I, I hope I'll never have another opportunity. Maybe if I did it again, I would do it better. All right. So we have Comey's version of what the president said to him. Now, the president's lawyer just moments ago released a statement basically saying that Comey is a liar. We have the former FBI director under oath today saying the president is a liar. The problem is that, A, Comey was under oath when he said what he said. And number two, he created the memos. I mean, either the memos exist or they don't. And it seems pretty certain at this point that they do. So if James Comey made those memos directly following those conversations about what had happened, that certainly gives his side of the story a lot more credibility. That's problematic for the president. And again, the other mess the president created for himself was the shifting narrative around Comey was why Comey was fired in the first place. And it was the president himself who said that he fired Comey because of the Russian investigation. He didn't need to say that. That directly conflicted with the initial narrative from the White House. So again, it's a case of the president causing problems for himself and maybe even putting himself under investigation. Uh, Here's more from James Comey on that. Thanks very much, Mr. Chairman. Um, Mr. Comey, I just want you to know that I have great respect for you. Um, Senator Cornyn and I sit on the Judiciary Committee, so we have occasion uh, to have you before us. And I know that you're a man of strength and integrity. And I really regret the situation that we all find ourselves in. Um, I just want to say that. Um, Let me begin with one overarching question. Why do you believe you were fired? I guess I don't know for sure. I believe, I take the president at his word that I was fired because of the Russia investigation. Something about the way I was conducting it, the president felt created pressure on him that he wanted to relieve. Again, I didn't know that at the time, but I've watched his interview. I've read the press accounts of his conversations. So I take him at his word there. Now, look, I I could be wrong. Maybe he's saying something that's not true, but I take him at his word, at least based on what I know now. Now, in terms of Michael Flynn, and and what we learned today was that the now fired national security uh, advisor is under criminal investigation on an important and serious matter. And what is problematic for the president, of course, is what the FBI, the former FBI director, perceives to be a directive from the president to drop that investigation. Now, the president denies that. He denied it at the time. He's still denying it today. But I think that speaks to the potential seriousness of that allegation. Well, joining us for more on this uh, dramatic testimony today, Global News reporter Reggie Ticini joins us. Uh, Reggie, thanks for making some time for us here. Thank you. All right. A lot of anticipation, obviously, going into this. We had some idea of what Comey was going to say based on uh, the opening remarks that were released or published, posted yesterday by the Senate Intelligence Committee. But uh, were there any surprises today? I don't think there were any surprises. I think that there were a couple of comments that people are looking at now and saying, well, you know what, this isn't exactly what was written out in that seven-page document yesterday, but it does kind of echo some statements that we've been hearing. And now that we've had the Trump lawyer come out and speak, and, you know, we have, uh, you know, James Comey sitting there under oath testifying that certain things did happen, and we have the Trump administration with a lawyer now saying, well, no, those things didn't happen, but not under oath. Now we have two people, uh, two different stories uh, to be looked at right now, and everyone's kind of trying to, you know, figure out what it actually means. 
right now. I mean, everyone's trying to take something from this. I, I think defenders of the president are pointed to the fact that, that Comey has confirmed that he did tell Donald Trump that, at least at the time of their conversations, that Trump himself wasn't under investigation. Yeah, and that's what, you know, the, we, we heard yesterday that Donald Trump felt vindicated because that's what he's been saying all along, that he wasn't under investigation. What we do have to watch out for, though, is that there are a number of people that are tied to Trump that are currently under investigation, and we can't sit there and let the line draw up to these people and then stop it. You know, there are going to be continued questions still saying, does the line continue dotted up to the president, and will these investigations continue? Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, will the president be kind of pulled into that investigation? Right. I mean, if people like Michael Flynn or Paul Manafort end up facing criminal charges, that doesn't necessarily drag in Donald Trump into all of it. But again, as you noted, if they were receiving direction from the president, well, that's an entirely different matter. Absolutely. And that's what everyone's trying to figure out right now. You know, Donald Trump on numerous occasions has said that I myself haven't done anything. However, there are people that are associated with me. Well, maybe they have done things, and that's why they're under investigation. So he's not quite saying no, and he's not quite saying yes, but he's kind of leaving it up to everyone else to try and fill in the blanks. Right. And I guess in this instance, to make the Watergate parallel, I mean, there's, there's the crime and there's the cover-up. And that, that, on, on the latter point, that's where Trump seems to have created a bit of a mess for himself. And, and you certainly got the impression today from Comey's testimony that the current special counsel, Robert Mueller, who's looking into all of this, is concerned about the firing of James Comey, the manner in which the, the Michael Flynn matter was addressed by the president, that, that this is of Trump's own making and it could be problematic. Well, that's the thing. There, there are a lot of things that are suspect right now, and you have, to, you have to look back and kind of look at everything individually and then kind of lump it all into one. You have a, a, a FBI, former FBI director who at one point was you know, lauded by the president for things that he was doing when it came to the Hillary Clinton campaign, and then you had all of a sudden the spotlight shift to the sitting president, and all of a sudden he wasn't a good guy, and you know, he loses his job because for, for, for numerous reasons that kind of haven't been cleared up yet. So, I mean, it, it, it's going to take a couple of days and, and likely a couple of months months to look at this whole thing and say, well, now that we have an under oath t uh, testimony, what are we going to get from the White House that's going to actually kind of stand up to that kind of level? Now, it does sound as though there was going to be a closed door hearing this afternoon. There were a lot of questions, including, uh, you know, some awkward questions about the president, but, you know, that the former FBI director felt he couldn't answer in an open hearing. So are they going behind closed doors at some point today? Uh, yeah, we, we are under the impression that they're either behind a closed door or they're heading behind a closed door. And it's along the same lines as what we heard yesterday from testimonies from the heads of the intelligence community, where at numerous points they would not answer questions, they wouldn't give a definitive yes or no, and they would choose to not answer in a public forum. At a couple of times today, James Comey also said, I can't answer that right now. These are things that I have to talk about behind closed doors. So, I mean, there's a good chance that additional comments are going to come. The problem is they become classified at that point, and we actually have no idea where the conversation steers towards. Right. No, I mean, it's, it's entirely possible, I guess, given how Washington works, that, that some of that closed-door testimony may leak out in some way. But otherwise, I, I wonder, now that, that Comey's testified and he confirmed a lot of what we'd already heard, what, a lot of what we already knew, does this maybe go quiet for now as the special counsel continues his investigation? Well, the, the investigation will continue. I, I, you know, it all depends on what happens inside the White House. I mean, the president has been fairly quiet today. He made a couple of remarks while speaking at uh, at an appearance earlier this afternoon out of state. But uh, it was, you know, the statement wasn't directly linked to the investigation today. I think we're going to have to wait and see if the president decides to activate his Twitter account again and make comments. I mean, we all were anticipating that a couple of tweets might come out today. He decided to stay quiet. So going forward, now that James Comey has spoken, I think it's really a matter of 
of how is the White House going to spin this to either, you know, make the president's agenda look much better or to make the president look like he's not doing anything wrong. Right. In terms of the president uh, addressing this directly or going under oath, I don't, don't suppose we should hold our breath for that. No, I mean, Donald Trump usually uses Twitter as his main uh, form of communication. And, you know, as we've seen over the last couple of months, what he tweets can actually come back to bite him. So if he decides to go forward, I mean, Twitter, we've now discovered, is an official way to get a statement. I mean, it's how we discovered that there was going to be a new FBI director was via Twitter. So this basically becomes his form of communication. Is it under oath? No. Is it going to be under oath? Well, I mean, that's that's the president's choice to whether or not he wants to testify. Right. You know, in terms of the broader issue here, you can understand why, I guess, you know, the White House doesn't want to make it seem like they did anything wrong. They certainly want don't want to make their victories seem illegitimate. But, you know, look, James Comey was very, very clear and to the point when it came to what happened last year, uh, that the Russians very much did go out of their way to try to interfere with the election. He was unequivocal about that. Absolutely. And it's what he said today. I mean, he said there is no fuzz on this. The, the, the president's statements on the Russia story, as it's called, is not a hoax, is not fake news, and is not something that the MSM or mainstream media is spinning wildly. These things did happen. Russia, you know, uh, he says it came from the top of the government in Russia and worked its way down. And these are things that need to be looked at. And he, he's trying to make the point to the White House to say, look, you can't keep saying that this is fake. This is happening. Numerous heads of intelligence have said this is happening. And I'm now going on the record to say, yes, Russia did meddle with the elections. All right. An interesting day. Much more at globalnews.ca. Reggie, thanks for the update. Appreciate this. Thank you. That's uh, Reggie Caccini, a reporter with Global News, uh, covering the Comey testimony today in Washington, D.C. So an interesting day. Uh, What was also interesting, by the way, and it's certainly problematic for the other main party in Washington, D.C., and I think this is why there there are these principled Republicans out there who are saying, let's not throw away our credibility here, because there's a lot of funny business that was going on in the Obama White House with the Clintons. And let's not throw away the moral high ground here because we need to be able to call that out. Now, apparently this had been reported by the New York Times back in April. But Comey talked about it today, the pressure from Obama's attorney general, Loretta Lynch, to change the way they were describing the Hillary Clinton investigation, that they wanted it to be called a, quote, matter, not an investigation. Uh, And Comey, Comey obviously thought that was rather ridiculous. But, I mean, you can see how quickly that sort of thing gets to be inappropriate. And Republicans would rightly be calling that out. Just imagine for a moment if Obama or Clinton or Loretta Lynch had said to James Comey, you got to make this Clinton thing go away. Right? Republicans would rightly be screaming bloody murder. So you you get yourself twisted up in Nazi when you try to defend the indefensible. And that's what you've got on your hands, too, here with Donald Trump. 403-974-8255. 403-974-8255. Quick break here. We'll come back, play a little bit more of what Comey had to say today. As mentioned, David French from National Review joins us after 1 o'clock. We're back with more right after this. It is overwhelmingly clear that there have been and continue to be those in government who are actively attempting to undermine this administration with selective and illegal leaks of classified information and privileged communications. All right, well, that is Mark Kasowitz, who is uh, acting as the attorney, the personal attorney to U.S. President Donald Trump, part of their response to Comey's testimony. Now, uh, Comey himself spoke about how he shared the White House concern about the leaking of classified information. But obviously, the president's attorney is hinting at what Comey himself did 
by sharing these memos with a friend who in turn shared them with the media. Uh, do these memos constitute inappropriate leaks? Right, and that's a question I suppose a lot of people are going to ponder. But it's uh, certainly one part of the narrative today. And uh, obviously, James Comey, former FBI director, had a lot to say before the Senate Intelligence Committee today in Washington, D.C., joining us for some further thoughts on what we witnessed today. David French joins us, staff writer with the National Review, senior fellow at the National Review Institute, also an attorney in constitutional law. David, thank you so much for making some time for us here on a very busy day, I'm sure, for you. Well, thanks so much for having me. Uh, Your initial impressions, I'll get some more specific questions for you, but just taking it all in, what did you make of it today? Well, I I, I sum it up this way. Uh, The big scandal got smaller, the small scandal got bigger. Um, Here's what I mean by that. The big scandal, which is this belief on the part of many people that Trump, the Trump team colluded with Russians to um, turn the turn the election against Hillary Clinton. Uh, There was a very important moment in that in the hearing where Comey disputed and, and, and strongly disputed a New York Times story that's one of the key stories. That's the foundation of that narrative. And that was a story from a couple of months ago where The New York Times said, that Trump team officials had repeated contact with Russian intelligence officials during the campaign. Uh, so Comey said, no, he disputed that. Then the other thing is that Comey made it really very clear that Trump didn't try to block the Russia investigation itself. In other words, he'd asked for Flynn to be let go, but uh, it, he, he had indicated that, you know, it's worth looking into what some of his subordinates had done. So this sort of big narrative that's the worst possible narrative that says that Trump colluded with Russia and then tried to block uh, investigation of his collusion, that took a pretty big hit today. Mm-hmm. Now, the smaller one got a little bit bigger, and the smaller one is that Trump got r- upset at Comey for the way he was conducting the investigation, for not following his commands about the investigation, for not following his directives, and then uh, fired him from uh, fired him from the FBI and then deceived the American people about their reason. Um, that received evidentiary support in the form of Comey's sworn testimony today. And so that's a serious issue. And it looks like, reading uh, from what Comey said, that the special counsel is looking into that aspect of Trump's conduct. So if he wasn't under investigation for colluding with the Russians, he's now under investigation for the way he fired uh, James Comey. That's an interesting point. Now, I mean, it's possible, obviously, that James Comey was lying today, lying under oath. It's also possible that he uh, lied at the time and made up false memos. But in a a legal sense, if investigators or a judge or a jury are trying to determine the the facts of what happened, how significant is it that he took notes at the time about what happened? Very significant. I've been a litigator for a long time, and when you have competing versions of events, if one person took notes at the time and one person didn't, the person who took notes at the time tends to win. Now, of course, if there's a tape of the conversation, that trumps everything. And, and the White House re- refuses to confirm or deny whether or not there were tapes of these conversations. So uh, a tape could settle all of this. But as of right now, if you have one person offering sworn testimony on the record, apparently supported by memoranda that we've not yet seen, by the way, um, then he tends to win a credibility battle against somebody who's making denials uh, not under oath. And so uh, Trump's lawyer has put forward a, a denial on behalf of Trump, but that's not under oath. Uh, and we don't know if there's tapes. So as of right now, there's some pretty serious claims of abuse of power leveled against Trump. 
by the former FBI director under oath. And so I'm sure that's going to be part of the special counsel investigation. Right. Did you think the, the statement from the president's lawyer implies at any level that there are tapes? <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I honestly don't know. It's so strong. It's such a strong statement and such, such, a, such a strong conflict with Comey's testimony that it, I, I, would, I would confess that, that my first impulse was, well, you, if you make that kind of statement that strongly, maybe you've listened to a tape. At the same time, if you know there's not a tape, then you know that you're, there's never going to be, you know, you'll never be called to the carpet for perjury in the absence of a tape. So maybe that frees you up to make a strong statement. So who who knows? I mean, we, we this is something that we need to find out, and we need to find out pretty soon. Right. Well, of course, the first mention of tapes was a tweet from, from the president. I think it was back in March right. when, when he tweeted this. I mean, I guess it raised the question of how much he's creating a mess for himself by saying and, and tweeting what he's saying and tweeting. Had he not tweeted that, had he not made the remark in an interview about linking the firing to the Russia investigation, would there be a lot less of an issue here? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, he's... He's made this bed to a greater, uh, to a large degree. I mean, in a couple of ways. Number one, no one told him that when he fired Comey to put out these conflicting and contradictory statements. Um, I mean, he in the first few days or the first few hours, he he misled the American people. He he actually led the American people to believe he fired Comey because of the way he treated Hillary Clinton, which is just stunning considering everything that Trump had said before. Then he goes and he says, no, 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 really, it's these other things. And then he just starts to trash Comey, just absolutely trash him. Well, Comey's a private citizen. There's nothing that says that a private citizen has to sit by and simply take it when the president of the United States starts trashing his long record of public service. So he was asking for Comey to defend himself. Now, I don't necessarily agree with the way Comey did it. I mean, he... Uh, I agree with Comey going on the record and testifying openly today. I don't like that Comey leaked uh, a mem- these memoranda through uh, through a friend as he testified today. I don't think that was the right way to go about it. It's stand up in front of the American people the way he did today is far, far better. But uh, the president cannot attack private citizens with impunity and not expect private citizens to defend themselves. Right. Now, those memos aren't classified. I mean, is there anything legally problematic about him leaking them or having a friend leak them? I don't think so. Um, you know, there are some people making an argument that perhaps they were subject to some form of executive privilege, which the president hasn't asserted, or uh, that uh, depending on their content that they could be deemed confidential. Uh, but I'm I'm unconvinced. Without seeing the memos, and I'm only going by the description offered is is pretty standard memoranda to the file memorializing conversations i don't see that he's in any legal jeopardy for doing that um but you know i could be wrong because i i obviously haven't seen the memos themselves right now it certainly comey implied today or maybe even said outright that the special counsel robert Mueller may be investigating whether any of this is tantamount to obstruction the the remarks about michael flynn uh, the firing of comey itself so did you see or hear anything today that rises to that level of obstruction? No, I, no. I, what I would say is it's very difficult. Let, let's let's just back up for a minute, and we'll say this: the president has the power to fire. Not doesn't just have the power to fire an FBI director. The president has the power to order an end to an investigation, to just flat out order it. And so, if you're talking about the president exercising his powers under the Constitution, that's a really high bar to prove that he's done so corruptly. 
and and right now there's evidence he's done so improperly, and he's done so that maybe in, a, in an abuse of power in some important ways. But having done so in a way that violates federal criminal statutes, I, I don't see that evidence, although there's people who disagree with me, but I don't think the evidence that we have rises to that level. But again, there's just a lot we don't know. Right, but in terms of the president saying to, to James Comey, if Comey's version of events is accurate, that I hope you can see to letting this Michael Flynn investigation go, is, I mean, is that a directive? Uh, well, I, 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 there's some interesting conflicting thoughts on that. I mean, I would interpret that as a directive if I was in Comey's circumstance. If, if my boss had told me, I hope you can, do, I hope you can see your way to letting something go, right. I'm taking that as a directive. But we have to remember, he actually has the power to order the investigation closed. Um, so the question isn't whether did he order it closed or not. It's did he do it corruptly or not. That's the obstruction of justice inquiry is whether it was done corruptly. And so that, that's where the, the focus of the investigation will be. And evidence of corruption you know, can be found in, uh, in a number of ways, and including you know, there can be circumstances – uh, that we already know about that might be showing that he had some bad intent. Like he asked the attorney general to leave the room before he made the request to Comey and had everyone else clear out of the room before he made the request. He didn't, what, didn't level with the American people or Comey himself when he fired him as to why he fired him. So uh, in, in courts of law, deception is, a, is, a historic, uh, is historically uh, pretty compelling evidence of bad intent. Uh, so there's evidence of deception here. So um, is it to the level of a, violating a federal criminal statute? And in my judgment, no. But in my judgment, there's certainly enough here to thoroughly investigate. Right. And then I look, and I get the sense that you're really honestly and objectively trying to assess all of this. And I know you've written about kind of the political backdrop to all of this and a lot of conservatives uh, kind of caught in, in between a rock and a hard place, not wanting to give the president a pass, not wanting to play into the hands of the Democrats. How, I mean, how is that impacting the debate around all of this? Well, I mean, hypocrisy abounds. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I think there are an awful lot of, there are a few Republicans who really do feel like they're caught in a dilemma that they don't want to give the president a pass. And they, uh, but at the same time, they don't want to just acquiesce to, you know, democratic charges. Um, I think there's unfortunately an awful lot of Republicans who have no such qualm. They just want to flat out defeat the Democrats, no matter the merits of the argument. Um, and I think if the shoe was on the other foot, we'd see the same kind of behavior as we saw during the Clinton imp- impeachment proceedings. But, um, what, what, what is so difficult is sorting through all the competing charges and countercharges to sort of figure out the underlying truth of the matter. So, for example, what we're going to be facing now is, I guarantee you, coming from the right, will be days and days of discussion as to whether or not Comey broke the law when he shared the contents of classified information. I mean, not classified, com- uh, shared the contents of his memoranda. It was right. classified, obviously, to broken the law. Well, that is not... That is, whether that private citizen did or didn't um, behave properly when he shared this information is a side is a different point from whether or not the information he shared was truthful and accurate about the president of the United States. And so um, it's going to be really tough to separate side issues from main issues when the main issues really do revolve around the actions of the president. It's not to say that side issues aren't important, but they're still side issues. 
Well, and I mean, the other thing we learned today was um, that, that Obama's attorney general, Loretta Lynch, had maybe crossed a line. And, and I mean, you wonder, are, are some conservatives kind of throwing away the moral high ground when it comes to criticizing the former administration? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> let's just say moral high ground has been thrown away with impunity for more than a year in Washington as this sort of miserable 2016 to 2017 political, uh, you know, carnival has proceeded. Uh, yeah, that was a very interesting revelation, and it confirmed it, or at least under oath, uh, provided under oath evidence to support previous reporting to that effect. And there had been there had been sources who had said that Attorney General Lynch refused to let Comey call the uh, investigation into the Hillary Clinton email uh, system an investigation, and said calling it very nonsensically a matter. Um, and and that's highly improper. And and Comey was right to recoil at that. And Comey was right to change some of his decision making process in response to that. And, and and again, that's certainly something that's very very much worth highlighting. But it is still a side issue compared to the looming main issue, which is the conduct of the sitting president of the United States. But I mean, is is it a hypothetical worth? positing to supporters of the current president to say, what if Lynch gone even further? What if Obama had intervened and said, Hillary's a good woman, could you see to letting this all go? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, had he done that, that would have been covered 24-7 on, on Fox News. I mean, there is just no question well, about and it. rightly so. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, of course, <laughs> absolutely rightly so. Um, but, you know, I would note that Obama actually did something that was problematic in a couple of circumstances involving uh, there were ongoing investigations not just of hillary but also of for example misconduct in his own irs that while these investigations were going on he called him for example talking about the irs a phony scandal well you know that's not his call to make while an investigation is ongoing um so you know obama does not have clean hands uh terribly clean hands in all of this now that's different from obstruction. That's different from the kind of abuse of power that if Comey's story is true, he's describing that Trump did. Um, but that's, you know, that's uh, not the kind of conduct you would engage in when you want to sit on a moral high horse. What do you anticipate coming next here? Because barring any leaks from some of these closed door hearings, uh, I suspect Robert Mueller is going to keep a tight lid on things as that investigation proceeds. Do you, do you think this, this quiets down for now? Uh, well, it all depends on what kind of anonymous leaks occur. <laughs> you know, we don't know who's going to leak what at any given time. But, you know, if, if you're talking about what's the ra- what are the rational next steps, well, there's a couple of things coming up pretty in the pretty near future that I think would, could be newsworthy and very noteworthy. One is getting copies and seeing copies of the actual Comey memos and not just Comey's description of the memos. That will be very important. The other thing is, finding out if there's a White House taping system. That is very important. Um, and then, you know, we just don't know what the House, who the, if, if the House Intelligence or the Senate Intelligence Committee is going to subpoena the Director of National Intelligence and the Director of the National Security Agency to make them answer questions that they declined to answer yesterday regarding whether or not Trump had asked them about the Russian investigation or tried to influence in any way their own conduct in connection with the Russian investigation. And, uh, and then finally, there's, there's some interesting, there were some interesting hints dropped that we may not know the full story regarding why Jeff Sessions recused himself, Attorney General Sessions recused himself from 
the Russia investigation. So those are four items right there that I could see perhaps some developments coming here pretty soon. But, you know, and this is kind of probably bad news for everybody who's sick to death of political scandal. If past practice is any, uh, if past performance is any direct uh, predictor of future performance, um, we're looking at months and perhaps years more of this thing slowly unwinding. Yeah, well, you're probably right. David, we'll leave it there. Some great insight. Thank you so much for making some time for us here. Really do appreciate this. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, there you go. David French, uh, nationalreview.com. He's a constitutional lawyer, staff writer for National Review, and a senior fellow with the National Review Institute. So some really interesting thoughts from him on what we heard today from the former FBI director. Listen, we got to take a break here. 403-974-TALK is our number. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.